This is Christian Book Blurb, brought to you by author and songwriter Matt McClary. Get a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the lives of some of your favourite Christian authors, hear about their books and faith. Also, why not check out my website, mattmcclary.com. Hello and welcome to this wonderful edition of the Christian Book Blurb podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, I have a great show lined up for you. I'm joined by author and pastor Paul Nyamuda, who is speaking to me all the way from Johannesburg in South Africa. Hello, Paul. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. It's always good to connect with a Patreon. For those who don't know, someone who went to Peterhouse, which is the school we went to. <laughs> that, that is true. Um, I am originally from Zimbabwe, for those listeners who don't know, and we both went to the same um, senior school. So, yeah, it's great to be catching up with Paul again after quite a few years have, have gone by, but it's it's still great to, to keep in touch. Um, but... One big reason why I've asked you on the show today is because you are an author and this podcast, um, I chat with people who are who write books, who write Christian books, um, all about what they do. And you are a prolific author, to put it mildly. If you Google Paul's name on Amazon, you'll see he has written loads of books can you do you know how many books you've written so far um it's it's now uh 45 and we've got some in the pipeline they're always some in the pipeline yeah but it's now about 45 yeah that's amazing and what what kind of topics or genres of writing do you cover with your books you know what matt for me um for example my first book was in 2005 and it was called team leadership and um I basically do a lot of speaking. I'm a consultant, psychologist, executive coach. So I'm always being asked by organizations to develop material, you know. So it's only natural that I would package them into books, you know. And I think that's why I've done so many in a short space of time. So uh, my passion is leadership development. And uh, back in about 1998, I actually had a dream. And in this dream, uh, there was this guy coming from overseas. He crossed the ocean and he gives me this thick, thick book. And it was called Prophet of Leadership. And I accepted that book. And I made a decision at that time. I was doing my master's in psychology. And my thesis was on leadership development. And I made a decision that, you know what, this is what I want to be known for. I want to develop leaders. I want to be a prophetic voice, unlocking leadership greatness in people. So the themes of my book is basically leadership emotional intelligence and personal mastery so i call it leap leadership <laughs> emotional intelligence and personal mastery <laughs> the and there to help the acronym work but that's cool exactly <laughs> <laughs> um so so are all your books about um sort of leadership sort of based on on biblical principles or have you got some other stuff in there as well i've intentionally designed certain books uh for the world so they've got biblical principles in them, very practical principles, but don't necessarily have all the verses. So, yeah. for example, um, in about 2009, I uh, did a course at a particular church, City Life Church, on um, business God's way, right? 
and it was 24 lessons business god's way and it had a number of verses in them just backing that and i think it's a great book but then i developed it where i removed the verses and kept the principles and added a whole lot of other things and that became crafted conversations which is a leadership toolkit that i give people in the marketplace whether they're christians or not um i also did a course on uh, I called it crafted presentations it's a presentation skills course 11 lessons on presentation skills and that's something I've offered to the world out there different organizations uh but it's not necessarily got verses in it and so on all right that's just an example another one is my 12 Ds of world class leadership that's based on um seminars that I've done 12 seminars each one is a D So there's the daring leader, the diligent, the daring leader, the disciplined leader, uh, the dialoguing leader. It's it's twelve Ds describing great leadership, mm-hmm. and that's also available for for the marketplace for the world. Mm-hmm. That that's great. Um, I've 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 done a little digging around on the internet, and I I can see that most of your books are in ebook mm-hmm. format, sort of on Amazon Kindle yes. and and other likewise things. Um but I I and on the UK I can only see them as ebooks. Um mm-hmm. is that something that that's kind of you've done intentionally or can people get paperbacks in South Africa but because the more international okay. market is just sort of electronic versions or at, have you made a specific decision to go with the ebook format? No, not really. Not really. Um, what's great about the ebook format? Obviously, it's quicker and easier to do. Uh, when it comes to printing, there's the cost of printing. Uh, you only want to print on demand. You don't want to just uh, be keeping lots of stock and so on. I'm a book person. I'm one of those people, probably like you too, where I like the actual book. You know, I like to feel it. And you know, yeah, <laughs> Smith Wigglesworth devotional, right? <laughs> I like to feel it. Ah, smell it and so on. So I like that, but um you know, it's it's quite costly. And so what I tend to do is I I do do the printing. Sometimes it's printing on demand and uh I'm actually working on the logistics around that because uh it's important for people to also have the hard copy if they do want to. It's just that sometimes it might be one or two people say, "Please, can we have the hard copy?" even the books i've had in specific shops you know uh, that have gone to some of these shops like exclusives and so on you find the stock tends to sit for quite some time with the distributor and then gets into the shop and that's good as a marketing exercise it's good for your personal brand to be able to say yes you can get my book in that famous bookstore you know uh, but what's nice about ebooks especially on amazon and other platforms is is the scalability you know you can mm-hmm. end up selling a lot that way um mm. but the printed version is definitely very important i've got a good relationship with my printers where i can you know pay after 30 days and so on and the quality is really good exceptionally mm. good mm. yeah oh, that, that's so good it's both know. end both end yeah yeah great <laughs> um and it's it's good that that you can reach sort of wider than just sort of the african market as well so that's that's definitely. another positive there which is great Um Definitely. so out of all of your 40 something books and um, which ones would you say um have brought you the most success <laughs> and and by success i mean you know that can be scaled in a whole variety of ways can't it i mean it can be numbers that are sold or it could be 
you know, the sort of, even if you haven't sold many, but actually the, the impact that that's brought to, to mm-hmm. a few people's lives, you know, yes. that, that might be more successful than, yes. you know, selling, selling loads of copies. Exactly. I think the first one I'll say is conversing, building a healthy marriage, one conversation at a time. Um, and why I think the impact was phenomenal with that one is it's got marriage conversation. So I've got the apology conversation, appreciation conversation, and it was just a concept that I think the Lord actually gave me that, you know, you build a healthy marriage, one conversation at a time, and they're key conversations we need to master, you know? And what was amazing was I was approached by um, uh, basically SABC3, one of the TV stations here, and uh, they were looking for someone who could basically host a uh, a marriage show you know a marriage reality show and they said to me but we need someone who's actually got some kind of like a 12-step program you know a bit like aa type of thing <laughs> and yeah. i said yes i've got that and it's pretty much the book you know so what is nice with the show myself and ilza albert the other psychologist on the show we actually took them through a process like that where you can say okay we're dealing with apology now you know, the apology conversation. Now we're looking at the appreciation conversation, right? And we could deal with um, about 12 conversations in 13 episodes. So I think the impact of that book has been phenomenal in terms of that. The other one was an offshoot of that. And it's called uh, to, uh, Make Your Marriage Work in 24 Days. And it's basically where I, I simplified some of my marriage material and uh, put it in tw- into 24 different chapters. So it's almost like a devotional workbook type of structure that couples can use. And I've received great feedback in terms of that. Mm, mm. And then I would say the third one would be Business God's Way. Just the title. A lot of people are hungry for that. They know that mm. God applies to all of life. But can, can someone give me a summary of God's way of doing organizational leadership? And mm. um, I think that's been a phenomenal book um, that has helped people. And then uh, finally, I think the one which has just come out a few weeks ago is Questions That Matter. And it's actually in print right now. So in a, in a week or so, uh, the printed version will come out. And uh, this is going to be a real hit uh, because it's all my coaching questions. So I've had someone come to me, uh, an IT guy who's doing his PhD, for example. Paul, My wife, I'm concerned she might leave me. She says, I'm not connected emotionally. Please, can you help me? And I literally give him some of my questions to ask, you know. So when your spouse comes home, you don't just say, how was your day? Oh, fine, fine. Conversation closes. I've literally got a list of questions you can ask them just around how their day was. Or if they visited a friend. Or if you feel they're making a mistake. If you feel like um, they think they're a failure. There is a list of questions you ask someone around that so i always mm. say that great leaders don't have all the answers great leaders have mastered the art of asking the right questions um mm. and some people might say paul but that's foolish you're giving all your coaching secrets coaching questions away in book format for the world to read but that's why we do what we do we want to empower people it's not about mm. personal success for me or oh look at the books i've done it's actually about equipping people and empowering them and i think we must always keep the main thing the main thing mm, that's a really that's a really good point and mm-hmm. I, I think quite a lot of other Christian writers who I've, I've spoken to um, would agree with that. That it, it's not about bigging, bigging ourselves up. It, it's more about sharing what God's given us with the world mm-hmm. to, 
to try and help the world and um, be a better and brighter place. Now that's really good. Um, so you you write lots of books. You do lots of sort of coaching. You also pastor a church. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So how does how does writing fit into what seems to be a very busy life how how does it how does it work for you do you you sort of get get an idea and sort of then just run with it for like a week just solid work on the book or is it sort of snatching 10 minutes here 20 minutes there or you know yeah. how does the writing process work for you paul okay so I always say to people, you have to create a system in order to be effective in terms of your use of time. You have to have a system for it to be scalable and for you to actually do what you need to do. And as you can probably hear, I teach quite a bit on time management and purpose management. And so for me, it's not so much my writing, feeding, my preaching or teaching and equipping. It's the other way around to a large extent. So because I speak a lot, but a lot of what I speak on is very structured. All right. So it might be a sermon series. So the longest series I've ever done was about 25 sermons. All right. Uh, called Identity Rehab. Right. <laughs> and um, and I'm literally in the process of uh, putting a book together called Identity Rehab. So I find that I've got strong sermon notes, uh, practical notes. And then what I do is I get someone to help me with the transcript. So they basically... I think I'm a better speaker than I am a writer, honestly. And that's why I respect some of you guys who are good writers, you know. And I'm not just talking academic writing. I'm talking writing in a way that really engages the audience. So what I do is I get, I'm really blessed with a team of people who help me with the transcription. So they might listen to my sermons and pull out the stories and integrate the stories into uh, my notes that I've already put together. And then I go through it also a couple of times and so on. And out of that come the books. That's the latest way I've been able to Mm. produce volumes of books. Um, In the past, I would just do things like um, with conversing. I actually had a marriage retreat I did. And then I made a commitment and I said, guys, once a week, I'm going to send you a chapter. I'm working on a marriage book. I'll send you a chapter a week. Now, I knew that I didn't want to break my word. So I knew I would be disciplined to send them a chapter a week. And that I would write from scratch, send it through to the people who were in the retreat, write, send it through to them. And then uh, after a number of weeks, a book came out of that. So sometimes it's about accountability just to get you doing what you committed to do, Mm. you know. But it's very difficult to find time out of my schedule to say, ah, I'm going to spend the next month on a sabbatical just writing this book, you know, I've got, I've got kids. Samuel is uh, turning 16. Jaden is um, turning 14 in a few days, actually. And Daniel is turning 13 also this year. So there's lots of testosterone in my household um, and lots to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Um, let's, let, let's move away slightly from the writing. I know your faith informs your writing, whether whether it's got Bible verses in there or not, I know yeah. that 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 your faith sort of informs um, what what you're communicating. Um, so let's just talk about that for a minute. Um, your faith. Um, how how did you 
come to meet Jesus in the first place? Okay, so, so I grew up in a religious family, a church-going family. I grew up Anglican, and as you know, went to an Anglican boys' boarding school, uh, and that's just how I grew up. But at a certain point, uh, when I was in about what we would call Form One, there, so my first year of high school, there was a guy called Scott Marks, who you should know. And he was in his uh, second last year of high school. And he explained to me what it means to actually be born again, you know. And um, I appreciated that, uh, just understanding what it means to have your spirit regenerated. And I gave my heart to the Lord and he's really looked after me. You know, it's by his grace that I am where I am. Uh, from the age of, in fact, 12, I preached my first sermon uh, in that December. I preached my first sermon was at Christmas and adults and grown-ups were listening. So I can say I've been preaching since I was 12 years of age. <laughs> um, by the time I was 14, I was writing Bible studies. Um, and uh, my mom who was a secretary and executive secretary at the time. She would type them out for me, uh, staple them together, pass them around to people. They thought it was a grown-up who had done so. I was just so hungry for the word and for more of God. And um, he's kept me. So I'm grateful mm. for that. Mm, that's great. And so sort of growing up in Zimbabwe and, and you moved to South Africa where you yeah. planted a church. Just tell us a little bit about the history of, around that. Well, I first went to South Africa in 1994 for university. Uh, that was the year I turned 19. And um, that was a great experience and um, went to Bible school while I was studying for my for my degrees and uh, then in after about six years in 99 went back to Zimbabwe and was involved in church plants strengthening churches overseeing a bible college that kind of thing whilst consulting in human resources and training people in organizational psychology and related things and then in 2005 came down to South Africa and we planted a couple of churches and um, the rest is history yeah. Mm, great. Mm. Well, that, that's really exciting. Mm. Um, so you've already mentioned, um, no, we'll come to that in a minute. I want to know what you do for fun. <laughs> you seem very busy. You're very, very busy. What, what okay. do you do in your spare time? What, what, what sort of, you know, rejuvenates you? What, what gets you going? All right. So I'm a big Man United fan. I don't always share that publicly, so I, I don't want to alienate myself from my audience. But I'm a big Man United fan. In fact, I do share it publicly quite a bit, and I've got all the rig and everything. But um, so I watch I watch football quite a bit. I have to be careful because I know this is there's partly an English audience here, so I won't say soccer. So um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'll say football. So I, I watch quite a bit of football, and I enjoy that. Um, my kids are good at, at football and we play quite a lot of that at home. We call it the showdowns. So we play quite a lot of it. And then I'm a runner. So I run quite a lot. I do a lot of distance running. Um, and so I have to train quite a bit. I'm starting to enjoy it more because I'm learning that if you want to run faster, sometimes you have to train slower. Mm. And the mistake I tend to make is go too fast in the training. <laughs> And I end up training outside my the aerobic zone that I'm supposed to be training in. Mm. But I don't want to get too te technical. Right now. <laughs> Maybe there's another mm. book in that. 
Maybe. so that's 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 great that's great um you've already given us a sneak peek on one of the books you're working on you said there's always something in the pipeline so you've got this one about um identity um in coming yeah. soon that you're working on is there anything else or have you got like an idea for something else bubbling away that you would like to share um, with us or tantalize us with? You know what? At some stage, I want to I want to write quite a bit, I think, on manhood. I think men are going through quite a bit at the moment. I was saying to someone, he took me for lunch yesterday, and we were just talking about our men's ministry and how we can reach men. And I asked him two questions. I said, what's the biggest challenge men are facing in South Africa today? And the other question is, what are the biggest gaps in men today? Um, some time ago, I was speaking... There's a company here called Alexander Forbes, and I was doing something uh, for their wellness uh, team and through their wellness team for all the people there. And uh, I called it the masks of masculinity. And it's what we do as men, what we project, you know, as this Mm, ideal image. mm. But there's actually the fragile nature of the masculine ego. And so I think I need to I need to write something on manhood. Yeah. Mm. No, that's that's really good. That's really fascinating. It's been great speaking to you. Um, I've I've interviewed lots of people sort of about sort of fiction writing and that kind of stuff. So so it's great to get this sort of a, a different perspective on, on a different type of writer as well. It's really great. Um, before before we wrap it up, before we we come to an end, um, how can people find out more about you? Have you got a website or somewhere people yeah. can go? Okay. So I've got a website that has got all my online courses. I've got, a, it's a video-based learning platform. And that's courses.polnyamuda.com. Courses.polnyamuda.com. And then my marriage website is www.marriagecoach.co.za. Co.za, marriage coach. And that's got a lot of uh, free seminars that people can tap into some of my marriage breakfasts that I've done and so on. And then on the Go Church side with all our sermons, it's basically www.gochurch.co.za and they can access that there. So those are my three worlds. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Thank you, Paul. Thank you so much for for joining us all the way from South Africa. Uh, It's great. Matt. Um, You're our first international uh, guest on the podcast, so it's been great. Matt, thank you so much to you. It's great to see what you've been doing in terms of your songwriting and just your consistency in the faith over the years. And so I'm blessed to know you and thank you for asking me to do this interview. Thank you, Paul. It's been great having you. And thank you also for listening to this podcast. I hope that it has encouraged you, inspired you and blessed you as well. Do go and check out some of Paul's books. He does write on quite a wide range of topics that are relevant to a lot of people. So do go and check those out. Thank you so much for listening and tune in again for another episode of The Christian Book Blurb. Thanks for listening to Christian Book Blurb with your host, Matt McClary. Do give it a like, give it a share and let your friends know all about it. We do hope to see you again soon on another Christian Book Blurb.